0: Praise the name of Jesus Christ, and we want to bless the Lord that we are back on our wonderful, wonderful program. This is Pastor Dennis, and I am uh, bringing you this wonderful program called "Freedom Streams." With the "Freedom Streams," you get to share with us Word of God, the Word of Life, Word of Light, whereby we go in the depth of the uh, truth that is in Christ Jesus. We are experiencing Christ through his word and we trust the name of the lord that as you are always connecting with us you are going to be blessed and you will see the same light that we have seen in the scriptures concerning this wonderful christ i am pastor dennis matov all the way from freedom experience ministry that is in uganda that is in kampala uganda and i've been taking you through wonderful teaching series concerning our God. With histories that we have named Experiencing God's New Testament plan, we are are taking it little by little, trying to find out the kind of God that has dispensed himself into us. We have seen his his, uh, aspects. We have seen his person. We have seen his nature. We have seen this God in details and I trust the Holy Spirit that if you have been following, you realize that this is episode 31. That means that we have uh, the past 30 episodes for you in case you are new. And those that have been uh, moving with us together, I know that you are enjoying, you are learning and your spirit is built up in the Lord. And what we want to see is that we want to see Christ dispensed in each one of us. When we are experiencing Him, enjoying Him, and uh, that we may express Him to others, that we may also dispense Him to others until the body of Christ is built up. Now, uh, today, this time around, we want to talk about still God, but we are talking about His attributes. We are talking about God and His attributes. Now, in this message, you shall, shall begin to consider the many attributes, the many traits of God, the traits of God as revealed in the New Testament. When I talk about attributes, attributes refers to something more than virtues, something more than the qualities of God. When we speak of God's attributes, we refer to all that belongs to God. There are certain things that belong to God of course, when when the things that belong to God become our experience, then they become our virtues. But when they belong to God, they are attributes. Hallelujah. So, therefore, with God they are attributes and with us they are virtues. So, for instance, life is an attribute of God. It is not a virtue. But when the life of God becomes our experience, it produces virtues within us. Therefore, with respect to God, we use the word attributes. But in relation to ourselves, we use the word virtues. So now when I talk about attributes, you know, things that belong to God. There are some things that belong to God like life. And we're going to start with life, life being the first attribute, I'm talking about the divine life. The divine life may be considered as the first and the best attribute of God. Although the word life is used many times in the New Testament, the phrase the life of God is found only once in the book of Ephesians, chapter 4, verses 18. You see, uh. If you are a student of the Word of God, you begin to value every instance and every incidences you you come across in the Scripture. Well, as we have a lot of uh, mentioning of the word life, but it is in Ephesians four eighteen that we find what is mentioned as the life of God, and the Bible says that having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. Now, this was Paul talking about those that have been alienated from God. So, it mentions they have been alienated. They don't have this life of God. So, uh, this is unique and it's a unique verse that speaks of the life of God. Now, being darkened in their mind, the Bible has told us, they are estranged from the life of God because of the ignorance which is in them because of the hardness of their heart now they are showing us the reason as to why the uh, cause of being alienated and estranged from uh, the, the, the life of God is cause of ignorance and because of the hardness of heart so the life of God is, is eternal it is uncreated no man uh, Man did not receive this life at the, at the time of creation. Adam didn't have the life of God. So after being created, we see that man, man, was, uh, man with the created human life was placed before the tree of life. When you read Genesis chapter 2 verse 8 to 9. Man was created with the human life but not with the life of God. The Bible says in Genesis 2 8, And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden. And there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of knowledge of good and evil we see that man was placed before the tree of life to eat from life to eat from the tree of life to receive the uncreated divine life but man we see that in chapter 3 man fell into the vanity of his mind and became darkened in his understanding and this is what sin brought it brings darkness in our minds it, it makes us to be estranged from God. Now, in such a fallen condition, man is not able to touch the life of God until he repents, until he has his mind turned to God, until he believes in the Lord Jesus Christ to receive God's eternal life. And this is why the Bible reads in uh, Acts 11, 18, uh, when... Uh, Peter had visited Cornelius. The Bible talks about in verse 18. says, And when they had these things, they held their peace and glorified God, saying, Then has God also, they, they, they said, Then has also God, the Gentiles granted repentance unto life. So when we repent, we are brought back to Life, the life of God. And the same applies to John chapter 3, whereby this common verse says that, uh, For God so loved the world, and that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal, all everlasting life. So, when we repent, when we turn back to God, what we receive is life. Meaning that if we are not, if a person is not yet born again, he only has human life. He does not carry the divine life of God. So in other words, in the whole universe only the life of God can be counted as life. When you come to first John, you see that John was talking about something uh, making the importance and the value of the life of God. The Bible talks about this life in Book of First John chapter 5 verses 12 He says that He that has the Son has life And he that has not the Son of God has not life In other words This makes the life of God to be the only life that is counted as life He who has the Son has life Has the life And he who does not have the Son of God does not have the life so this verse indicates that unless we have life of God we do not have life as simple as that Now in the sight of God only only his life is life Therefore when the life of God is mentioned in the New Testament it is treated as as if it is as if it is unique a unique life all the unique life I have some verses here in John chapter 1 verse 4. Uh, I'm going to read some verses from the book of John. John 1 4 talks about in him was life. And the life became the light of men. Glory to God. So, when Jesus came to us in him was life. John 10 10 says that the thief cometh not but for, for to steal, to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have the life and have it in more abundance. So, have it more abundantly. So, we see that Jesus comes that we may have life. Abundant life. John 11 chapter 25. Jesus was now talking to Martha. He says that Jesus says unto her I am the resurrection and the life. He that believes in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live so and one more verse which is john 14 6 whereby says i am the way i am the truth and i am the life no one comes to the father except through me now we see that the life of god is divine it is eternal and the word divine here means um, being of god everything that is of god is divine. So, having the nature of God is divine, and having the life of God, this is what called divine life. When we talk about the word eternal, eternal means being uncreated, being without beginning, all ending, existing by itself, and ever unchangeably existing. That's what it means to be eternal. And the life of God is uncreated; it is without beginning all without ending it is self existing ever existing and never changing and this is the life of God now the life of God being divine and eternal then it is immortal it is unchangeable nothing can change the life of God in us including sin Sin cannot even change the life of God that we have in us. What does this mean? It means that the moment one receives the life of God as a born-again believer, he will never perish. He will not go to the lake of fire. Because the sins that we commit while we are in the Lord, because we do fall short of his glory, we do fall into sins, they don't corrupt this life. It is unchangeable. Nothing can change this life. Praise the name of Jesus. So, it remains the same, and it continues living even after passing through any kind of blow or destruction. That's why when we pass through difficult times, we still stand. We still, uh, we are unmovable. All other kinds of life in the universe, for example, the angelic life, the human life, animal life, the plant life, they are all mortal. And they are changeable. Remember, angel Lucifer changed his state and took another sinful state. Because the angelic life is changeable. Human life changes and more life changes. Plant life changes. In other words, these are all changeable. So, only the life of God is divine and eternal. It is immortal and unchangeable. Glory to God for that in the name of Jesus. Now, no matter what kind of blow, no matter what kind of destruction it undergoes, this life remains unchanged. It stays forever the same. And I want to speak unto your spirit that the life you received is still strong. It is still powerful unchangeable. No matter what you are going through, you are going to make it. You are going to stand because of the life you possess he are more than conqueror in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So, uh, we see that from this, this standing point of eternity, only the life of God is life. According to the divine and the eternal nature of the life of God, God is life is the unique life. And because the life of God is the unique life, and whenever the New Testament In the original Greek, it speaks of this life. It uses the word zoe. Now that means that the word zoe is the Greek word for life. And the zoe kind of life is this life that is uncreated, which refers to the highest life, the life of God. The Bible has told us in the book of John chapter 1, verse 4, that in him, this is Christ, was life. And the life was the light of men. In Christ was what we call the uncreated life, the zoe kind of life. Whenever this life comes to us, it becomes the light of men. It will always bring us to light. The life of God brings us to the light of God. First John chapter 1 verses 2 When John was talking about that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life. He says in verse 2, For the life was manifested, and we have seen it, and bear witness, and show unto you that eternal life, which was with the Father, and was manifested to us. We thank God that the eternal life is now manifested to us we are able to receive it that's why in first john chapter 5 verse 12 he has said that he that has the son has the life has life and he that has not the son of god has not life we have the life of god now we glorify god for that Hallelujah. We have this life. It is working mightily in our lives. It is transforming us daily. It is doing great things in our life. Glory to God. We cannot be the same again. God's intention in his creation of man was that man would partake of the tree, of the fruit of the tree of life and thereby receive the eternal life of God. Now this means that the way that Adam was received the eternal life was through eating and partaking of the fruit of the tree of life. And this was the major reason as to why in all the trees that were created and put in the garden of Eden, the tree of life was among. It was in the middle of the garden. Now we see that, but in the fall of Satan's uh, rather in the fall, Satan's evil nature was injected into Adam. It was injected into man because um, he didn't want him to keep on taking life. And as a result, we see that man had been buried from the tree of life. When you read Genesis chapter 3 verse 24, you see that God was quick to forbid man from accessing the tree of life. And it says that, So he drove out the man, and he placed at the east of the garden of Eden cherubims and a flaming sword which turned everywhere to keep the way of the tree of life. So there was a flaming sword and there was cherubim. Now we see that man when he fell was chased away and stopped from eating from the tree of life. That means that from that time until crucifixion and resurrection until salvation man has been living a life of death no more life because he is not he he stopped eating from the tree of life now we see that the Lord drives out man places at the east of the garden and a flaming sword which turned everywhere to keep the way of the tree of life now here we see that from that time, man was estranged from the life of God. The life of God was now no longer with man and began to die. Now we see the cherubim, we see the flame, and we see the sword, and these are all signifying God's. Uh, uh, they, they signify God's glory, His God holiness, and God's righteousness. The cherubim typify God's glory. The flame of fire typifies God's holiness because holiness is typified by the fire. And then the sword typifies God's righteousness. Now these three things kept sinful man from receiving God's eternal life. And when the Lord Jesus died on the cross, he fulfilled all the requirements of God's glory. God is holiness and God is righteousness. This means that man, when he sinned against God, he sinned against these three things against God is glory, against God is holiness, against God is righteousness. The same things we need to preserve and to maintain and to be careful of even today. Things that uh, uh, we, we are going to be careful to see that the glory of God is still with us the holiness of God is still with us. The righteousness of God is still with us in our day-to-day life. That means that whenever we do sin, we are attacking, we are confronting the same thing that uh, in the same way that Adam did. We need to live a life of repentance and applying the blood of Jesus. Praise the name Jesus. So, we see that through redemption, when Jesus came on the cross, through redemption, the Lord Jesus... uh, him as the way, and the way has now been opened for us to contact God as the tree of life once more. He says, "I am the way to the Father." Remember, Father is the Father is life. God is life. He is as the tree of life. So Jesus, gives the way again. He says, "I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life." So the way was paved once again man to come to contact God as a life and this reason we see that uh, Hebrews chapter 10 verses 19 mentions and says that chapter 10 verse 19 says that having therefore brethren boldness to enter into the holiest of the blood of Jesus so we have now boldness we have the boldness entered in the Holy of Holies by the blood of Jesus. Now the tree of life is in the Holy of Holies. And as believers in Christ, we have been brought back. We have been brought back. Back to the tree of life and the divine life in the Holy of Holies. Now we are able to enjoy this life on as our daily enjoyment. Praise Jesus. The unbelievers still estranged from the life of God. They cannot come to the life of God until they accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Praise the name Jesus. So I want to talk about in the remaining minutes what we call the love of God. We are talking about the attributes of God and we have seen the first attribute being life. But God also has got another attribute called love. a divine love. And as we have seen in the preceding messages we saw that love is in the nature of God and this is God's essence it is an essential attribute of God that's why John 3:16 says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son it was love first John chapter 4 verses 9 says that in this the love of God was manifested to us God has sent His Son only begotten begotten, into the world that we might live through Him. Now, when you come also to 1 Timothy one fifteen, they mention the, the world. And here, the world as in 1 Timothy one fifteen, refers to fallen mankind. When mankind became fallen, the world was formed. Fallen mankind befies the world and God loved such a man that was fallen by making them alive through his son with his own life they might now become his children now in this the love of God was and has been manifested First John chapter 4 verses 10 goes on to say in this is love not that we loved God that he loved us and he sent his son a propitiation concerning our sins now here the word this in this refers to the following fact not that we loved God but that he loved us and in him loving us he sent his son a propitiation concerning our sins now in this fact we see that uh, this love is a higher love a nobler love a nobler love of God it is noble the divine life divine love as God's essential attribute is mainly expressed in sending his son to redeem us and imparting God's life into us that we may become his children this is the most essential attribute God is love and it is best seen and most seen when he sent his son to impart his life into us and to make us to become his children. Glory to God for that. So, Ephesians chapter 2 verses 4 says that God being rich in mercy because of his great love which, with which he loved us. When God was loving us, it was because of His rich mercy. He was rich in mercy, in that He loved us while we yet were yet, while we yet sinners. you see? That means that mercy goes deeper than uh, than grace. Grace might not go deeper than mercy. Now oh, the object of love should be in a lovable condition. If, if, if we are not in a lovable condition, and we wouldn't be loved. But what the, the the mercy of God does, the object of mercy is always in a pitiful situation. Mercy will go in a pitiful situation and love us from there. Causes God to love us from our pitiful con, uh, situation. So God's mercy reaches farther than his love. God loves us because we are the object of his selection. He has chosen, he has selected us. Then he loves us. But we became pitiful by our fall, even dead in our offenses and sins. And therefore we need God's mercy because mercy goes further than love. Mercy goes further than grace. Hallelujah. Now because of his great love, God is, God is rich in mercy. Ephesians 2.4 He is rich in mercy to save us from our wrecked position to a condition that is suitable for His love. Hallelujah. So the nobler love of God as His essential attribute needs His attribute of mercy to reach us in the deep pit of our fallen life. He uses mercy as his attribute to reach us from our deep pit. That means that love, um, mercy goes beyond the love of God. Mercy goes beyond the uh, grace of God. Mercy can go deeper until it reaches us in our deep situation. Praise God and i i believe i i want to stop here because our time is fast spent and i want to encourage you to keep on listening and even releasing so that you may absorb this truth in the name of jesus we have been talking about the uh, attributes of god we are talking about god's attributes and we have seen the first attribute being the life of god then the second one is love because with this we have been brought back to God. It was the life of God that was imparted into us because God loved us. And mercy came for us in our beautiful condition to bring us back in the position whereby we are suitable to be loved by God. And I want you, I want you to keep on uh, reading, releasing these messages. The Lord shall bless you. In case you are missing our previous messages, I want to encourage you to download our, our application. It Freedom Experience App from Google Play Store. You'll have all these teachings. You, what you need to do is uh, on our application, you go where there is categories and in the categories, you'll find this series called this New Testament Plan. Then you'll have all these series for you to enjoy, to experience God and this truth. Also, you can visit our website at freedomexperienceministry.org. Now, on our website, you need to go to the page that is... Uh, you need to click where there is uh, someone's podcasts, I believe. Then you'll come to all the podcasts we have uh, for you to listen and to uh, enjoy Christ with us. But also, I want to encourage you to keep on listening to our radio, Freedom Experience Radio, because... These programs are always set there every day at 6 in the evening, 6 p.m. and at 3 a.m. in the night. But if you want to have non-stop listening of our teachings 24-7, then you need to listen to Experiencing Christ Radio. Experiencing Christ Teaching Radio. Those teachings are rotating 24-7 and you will always be enjoyed. God bless you. This is Pastor Dennis Matov. We do love you.